I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> it's going. Like, it's, it's happening, like, right now. I know. It's crazy that this is happening in real time and not at all pre-recorded weeks <laughs> in advance <laughs> to whenever we post this. That's right. It's going right now. Right, it's happening right now. So whenever you're listening to this, it can be three years in the future. It just know it's happening in real time. Don't worry, we're gonna make a lot of data references, but it's fine. It's fine. That's a time paradox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, we're old, so it's fine. <laughs> we're just speaking to our generation <laughs> and our generational trauma. <laughs> So, I, I, you have no idea how many times I fought to not change the name of the show to help me I'm old. <laughs> Think of all the rebranding. It sounds so exhausting. All I gotta do is just change the title. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the handles. <laughs> oh yeah, fair point. <laughs> Probably not that difficult to change, actually. <laughs> oh, not at all. I'm just being shitty about it. <laughs> We'll circle back on that. You had told me you had a story prior to starting. Oh, that's right. I have an update to, well, <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a saga that happened and then uh, an update to said saga. Berkey burgled saga? <laughs> the burgled by dog saga. So I live in a four family flat, which for those who don't know, is essentially just like a freestanding building that's kind of split into quarters by a hallway. Each little unit is a little apartment. Not a big deal. They're a fairly common thing here in downtown St. Louis. And with that, most of them are dumb old. So like this building's probably legitimately about a hundred years old. Um, Shit. Did not know that. Yeah. So it it explains why it's um, quirky. (laughs) Uh, one of the quirks of of the apartment is that the main door when it opens causes suction and causes the back doors to kind of fly open which is fine (laughs) except for three out of the four people that live in this building have dogs (laughs) Uh, so for a while my neighbor's dog kept essentially breaking into my apartment. <laughs> I'm just imagining this dog with the ski mask and a crowbar <laughs> and a flashlight. Like, how are you holding all these? Yeah, he just he comes in. He's got a little vocoder and he's like, give me your PS5. Thank you. <laughs> First off, why is your dog me? Because I feel like if I were to break in, that'd be the first thing I'd reach for. Or no, knowing me, I'd, I'd break in, wake you up, and be like, hey, it's me. Don't worry about how I, I got here. I flew in. Uh, can you help me with your PS5 so I may take it back with me? <laughs> also, this Garrus statue. I'm taking this too. Oh, uh, no, I would never. I'm sorry. I would never. See? I know I know you. I could get away with taking your PS5, but I know damn well not to touch any of your, of your like Mass Effect Dragon Age statues. I'm not a monster. <laughs> I'm glad that there are rules. Um, so <laughs> the first time that this happened, my neighbor had been traveling and she got back at like legitimately like 1.30 in the morning. So I'm asleep. 
And all of a sudden, I hear Caden crying at the door. And I'm like, okay, well, he's a dog. He's got to go outside. So I'm like trying to like get awake enough to like put shoes on and get the dog outside. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear the, the back door fly open. Oh, shit. Which immediately sends me into like, well, if I wasn't awake, I'm awake now. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, I hear like tippy tappy toes. And I was like, they're going too fast to be people steps. What's happening? And so I get up and I wander out <laughs> of my bedroom. And there's just two dogs playing in my kitchen <laughs> by the open door. <laughs> what a wholesome jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> so I know almost nothing about Five Nights at Freddy's except for the premise. But I feel like that's what Five Nights at Freddy's is supposed to be. <laughs> Home invasion of dogs? Yeah, but it's at a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, (laughs) So this kept happening. The dog kept breaking into the apartment. You know, because you experienced it. It was happening like multiple times a day. (laughs) And um, she actually just recently moved out. And the update is I had another neighbor move in downstairs. And I met her yesterday and she also has a dog and so she and Caden were outside in the backyard playing while uh, I was getting to know this girl and um, they were being a little extra so I put Caden upstairs I basically I, I threw him in the building he knows that when I put him inside to go upstairs and wait for me to give him a treat or whatever okay so I'm standing outside I'm talking to this girl <laughs> She's known me for 10 minutes. She points to the the window that we're standing next to. She's like, is this my apartment? I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. You tell me. I like, really, you moved you, in. You have keys for it. I'm assuming it's yours. And she's like, I just saw a tail. I think there's a dog in there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, are you freaking kidding me? So we go inside, and sure enough, Caden has decided that it is now his turn to be the dog burglar. He was just, like, rummaging around her apartment. Bad influence, other dog. <laughs> I mean, Caden was such a, like, paradigm of good behavior, and now he's turned to life of crime. See, I told you, I joked about this time and time again, that Caden was up to no good. <laughs> so, my dog is a cat burglar. <laughs> <laughs> there's a nickelodeon show in there somewhere somebody write that up my dog the cat burglar yeah it's like cat dog but with crime oh yeah this one's funny (laughs) i know i just alienated like most of our listener base because i'm sorry i am the elder millennial and it's like my nicktoons ended around the time of ah real monsters and hey arnold (laughs) we definitely because i am to refresh everybody's memory i am a few years younger than you so i definitely dabbled in some cat dog i don't like the emphasis on a few i don't, I don't think I, I don't think we needed all that emphasis on that i mean a few <laughs> enough enough <laughs> enough that occasionally there are things like this where you're like man fuck cat dog and i'm like cat dog was pretty okay actually maybe let's not go so aggressively <laughs> hard at cat dog <laughs> Look, I didn't diss Rocket Power. I, I, it's like the Bioware statue thing. I, I know my limits. <laughs> oh man, how fucking nineties extreme! I loved Rocket Power. Oh man, see, the only Rocket Power I know of is the Quavo album. 
<laughs> and we're back, folks. Yep. See, we already got like one Caden story. We've got two data references, and we've already made a Migos joke. We are. Oh God, are we're the kids it. still saying we are so back? Is that a thing, or or have the olds taken it and ruined it? How about we're back? Colon a podcast story. Hell yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, there's one of these flashing lights. I should probably hit this and see what it does. Maybe this is actually the theme song for a change. Let's do it. You are listening to Talking Like a Teen, the podcast where we have a tendency to rush back into our past. I am not Adrian. And I am waiting entirely too long for Mass Effect 5, also known as Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. See, I remembered it. I didn't even have to like look it up or anything. Muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even though I'm going to say this, but ignore this because we're doing this in the present to when everybody's listening. That's right. Happy day after in seven day. <laughs> happy, happy in eight day. Right. I'm sorry. In eight day. No. Well, it's in whatever number <laughs> day that you're listening. <laughs> I got an out of office email from my boss and it said that he was returning like November 63rd. Like he had just like typed something. What? My man has transcended time and space. I love that. Like, I don't know what kind of calendar you're using, my guy, but enjoy your time off. If he comes back with an eye patch and, like, shoulder pads and stubble and a laser gun, like, please tell me what the robot wars are like. My man said the 63rd. Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking water world ass. <laughs> um... So, um, <laughs> not that I talk too much about IRL stuff, but Younger Step Kiddo and I are devotees of Tim Fallon. Some of you may know that name. Dude is a video game composer extraordinaire. However, the games he's worked on, at least the well-known ones, are decidedly not great. Mm -hmm. If you're on YouTube, look up Tim Fallon, Pictionary, Silver Surfer for the NES, Pictionary oh. also NES. And he also did the OST for Waterworld. She had sent it to me. It was like banger, and I'm like, "What music is this?" She, she's like, "Waterworld." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "I was there when that game came out. I owned action figures, and for the record, I did not buy them. They were given to me as a prize at our school's Halloween carnival thing." Because <laughs> I really forgot that water. No, I did not buy them. Trust me. Like I don't see. Don't get that rumor started. <laughs> don't, don't tell people that I. <laughs> Begged my parents to buy me Waterworld action figures. They don't know me. I, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> I did not say that with such detail and fervency, but do you? I guess. Well, well see, that's just kind of just me in general. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Waterworld soundtrack is too good. It does not deserve such great music. It legit is on some, like, pure moods, but, like, if you also like to drop it occasionally kind of vibe. Sail away, sail away. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the Return to Innocence. So good. We did talk about doing a pure moods episode at one point, right? 
I don't think so. Because I don't really know, like, what to talk about other than, like, New Age music is, like, kind of equal parts cringe and cool. Um, I beg your pardon. There is no cringe. It is all amazing. Mm, no, it is super amazing. Okay, first off, I okay, <laughs> this just speaks to the fact of, hey, I am a considerable amounts older than you and you are younger <laughs> than me. Let's say the quote-unquote new age craze of the 90s went super hard in our household growing up. Because, hi, I am a 10-year-old at the time in which, like, I'm jamming to Foo Fighters and Nirvana and, like, Garbage and all these other post-grunge bands. There's also this space of music. You know who goes crazy hard? Enigma. (laughs) I don't hate it. It is a vibe. It's such a vibe. It was so much fun. And it's so weird because now I'm in this phase where, like, the kids are older and they're reaching, like, peak teenageness. Mm-hmm. So everything in my life has prepared me for this moment. And yet, like, explaining just unhinged 90s things, grunge is kind of nearing its end. And before, you know, the Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys took over the world and Britney Spears, there was just this very small pocket in time where all of a sudden we just got enamored by world music. And I'm trying to explain it to them. And I sound like I huffed a bunch of paint and just, just decided to ramble. It's nuts. <laughs> but that's like trying to explain, like, all of the weird 90s shit. There was a summer where we all listened to swing music. Oh, yeah. Remember that episode? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a thing that happened. We did the summer ska. I guess summer is the time where we we go a little bit experimental with with our choices. We had, like, the Latin pop star explosion that happened towards the end there. Right. And that's, like, the tail end. Like, we didn't, like, even leading up to that is just unhinged. Yeah. Yeah, that's the end end. The swing thing was just so wild to me because, like, it did it. Okay, here's my question because I, I legitimately don't remember. Did it start because of the Gap commercials or were the Gap commercials a result of it? Because I, I always felt like it was the Gap commercials first and then everything else kind of happened where everyone was like, those Gap commercials are fucking dope. Hell yeah, khakis. Weirdly enough, now granted this, I might be misremembering this, and if we had a social media home, which I guess right now is Instagram at TLAT Podcast, because um, uh, we'll get to that stuff maybe later on, yeah. but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll tackle <laughs> holy <it>. shit. <laughs> but like, I, I might misremember, so someone might have to hit us up as I remember it. Now, granted, I'm what eighth grade, just about to get into high school by the late nineties. By the late 90s, I felt like we were starting to get into a little bit of, like, 80s revivalist kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, late 90s, Orgy was big with their cover of Blue Monday. I know there's a couple of covers that were also pretty big at the time. But for some reason, in the 80s, with New Wave and Drum Machines, all of a sudden, Brian Setzer is in the Stray Cats. Like, they just decided to bring back Rockabilly and all the stuff from, like, the 50s. And I guess at that time, there was a resurgence of that. So, whatever reason, in the 90s, now recalling the 80s, which is calling another era, this is big. And I feel like the Gap commercials capitalized on it in a way. And I think that's the moment where I realized, oh, no, we have gone too far we have flown too close to the sun. These were, and I'm sorry, but these were the whitest people I had ever seen in my entire life. 
Yes. In like the most pleated khakis, swing dancing. And I'm like, this felt like a weird response to hip hop exploding. Like this is an era where like bad boys taking over and like Busta Rhymes is going in, like Missy and all this other stuff. And like quote unquote middle America kind of way for freaking out. And it's like, we need to go back to the good old times. So let's, let's bring back swing music to stem the tide. And then the Latin explosion happened and they were fucked in a good way. Because then it's like, haha, you cannot get rid of the brown people. Interesting. I've never thought about the swing revival as a response to like East Coast, West Coast beef. Right. And just as that sort of died down with the unfortunate deaths of Biggie and Tupac, I almost feel like they thought that, and again, this is my interpretation. I might be 100% wrong, but I felt like for some people that might have been the end of it, but hip hop clearly blew up where now it's like taking over the airwaves. And of course, R&B is huge. And I would argue the 90s in general was, and this kind of went into the early 2000s where there's, as the counterculture started to kind of become more mainstream, Mm -hmm. there's always that aggressive push backwards. Because you think about the 90s is towards the later end, you're getting like the drum and bass boom, electronic music is becoming big. There's all these things that are booming and the swing music era just felt like a weird response to that. Like people felt like, you know, values were dying. So, and of course, new metal starting to come into a thing, teen pop right. and kids now have sexuality and pe- that's freaking people out. And it's like, no, we need to bring it back to the good old days. And then of course the 2000s happened. It's like, yeah, it's even getting more wild. And then post 9-11, they're like, well, fundamentalism is now, like, aggressive. And luckily, we learned our lesson from that, and everything's cool now. Nothing bad ever happened again. (laughs) The end. All right, theme song time. Bye, everybody. (laughs) And I know that was a very long answer, but it's weird. We've talked about this a few times. And I really had to think about why did this happen? And that's the only thing I could think of in making that aesthetic and vibe cool and making it palatable for younger audiences. But turns out kids like drugs and sex too much. It's it's cooler. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I did go through a khaki and polo phase. But at the same time, like, co-opt is not the right word. That was also in the days of early Kanye. Like, that was a thing in that he wore a lot of khakis and polos and kind of Change that from this, like, preppy white boy aesthetic into something else. Yeah, because, like, thanks to him, clearly, like, Pharrell, the Lupe Fiascos, yeah. and then eventually, like, the Odd Futures. Yeah, eventually, they kind of took that back. And that's the thing. Like, I realized as I'm getting older, so much of pop culture in these waves were almost like this call and response of this thing happened, so therefore this thing happened. And a lot of it was not gradual. It was just felt like this weird battle of wizards being like, this is going to be the dominant culture. No bullshit. This is. No, this is. And then you get Lorena McKenna <laughs> and the fucking Mummers dance, which was a bop. Yeah. Which is also going on at the same time as like Lenny Kravitz and Madonna. Um, if you learn anything for this podcast, the 90s are weird, y'all. <laughs> and I just remember my graduation party wearing khakis and someone playing Jump, Drive, and Whale, and they all want us to do, like, these dances. And I'm like, first off, I still have, like, this weird feeling of having to dance a jitterbug for, like, two months straight to practice for a dance for a bunch of senior citizens in our school. <laughs> I was not ready to go back to that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing that happened. Doing most of my schooling in the Midwest, our gym class dancing was all like square dancing. And that also kind of coincide with the like mainstream pop musification of like 
country music so like when garth brooks and like all of that like 90s shit like impeded pop culture as a whole instead of just being like its own kind of insular thing Mm -hmm. so we in jitterbug we square danced (laughs) (laughs) and yet it all kind of went hand in hand like it was weird that we are a catholic school in a pretty big inner city Mm -hmm. and yet we did square dancing we didn't do lion dancing which lion dancing is kind of it seems fun i've never done it i kind of want to do it it looks like a wild time if you can if you can follow directions and like that is a fun thing for you then like lion dancing's it um the electric slash cha-cha slides exist so like i am i am pretty much uh genetically disposed (laughs) (laughs) yeah same thing different flavors Right. And we've talked about this and I, I just all these things, oh yeah, except for rap and country, and yet those two worlds have so much connective tissue, it's kinda wholesome if they can get over it. Yeah. And now we have musicians like Nelly who do both. And that's his whole bag. He's doing both. And he's doing really well at it. Yeah. It's kinda wild. Like it's fun. I I listened to a few tracks as you're like, Nelly's doing country. I'm like, what? Yeah. It seems less weird than it, it should be. It's weird to me, I guess, because, like, I know where he grew up, and it's not that country. Then again, if you go 20 minutes south of there, it is real country. I don't know. St. Louis is a weird place. We've established this. I've also realized that country as a culture is less even by proximity, but it's also in your DNA. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the reason why, like, I'm talking to the family, and every so often... I will legit just break into a sudden draw out of nowhere on certain words. It's wild. And I kind of hope it happens on a podcast so people can audibly hear it. It's nuts. But most of my family is from like down south. So it's just it's a part of my genetics at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, ever since he did that song with Tim McGraw, I knew it was up. I'm like, yep, this is great. Yeah, he figured it out. He's filling a niche, man. Ain't too many other people in that niche, so... At the end of the day, it's all party music, I mean, except when you get to like the real sad shit. Yeah. That's a different kind of party. Right. There's a reason why I love, um, what's the song? Um, I know y'all hate it every time I put it on GTA. Um, friggin' Convoy. Yeah. You, you put a, a, a harder beat behind that. That is basically a rap song. That exists, right? Somebody's done a trap remix of Convoy. I sincerely hope so, and but I want a flat-out remake. Like, when we do our Casino Cops movie, and that's not going to make any sense to anybody who doesn't uh, hang with us on GTA, shout-out to the Fast Crew, I want Convoy with, like, Offset and 21 Savage. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anyone's still listening, hi. Hi. <laughs> like, okay. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I, I kind of had to address the elephant room just slightly. I know it's been a while. Turns out uh, the internet changed a lot in the time we were gone. Yeah. Um, only, only positively. <laughs> All good things. All good things. Um, We lost one social media home. Elon's doing great over there. Word. Um... <laughs> Uh, two of our podcast services no longer exist, and they were oh our most listened to. <laughs> Fucking for real though, like pour one out, <laughs> pour one out for Stitcher, man. <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't hurt me. 
emotionally. No, that legit hurt. I can think of the day in which you sent me the screenshot being angry. I was so mad. Like, and not at you, but I'm like, what? <laughs> well, because, like, okay, so... Even, like, podcast aside, like, Stitcher was the app that I used for all of my podcast shit. I did not stream a second of podcasts on Spotify. I kept that shit separate. And losing that hurt me a lot. I was really upset about it. And then come to find out that replacement that I replaced it with is also getting consumed by some other entity. I'm just like, you know what? Maybe companies buying companies is uh, not good. Yeah, the quote-unquote big money is leaving podcasting. And I'm starting to see like videos and stuff from much more popular and profitable creators kind of reflecting this. And I got upset, but not for the reason you think. Someone pretty popular who I follow put out a video on social media about the fact that their revenue from podcasting dropped about 70%. Mm -hmm. And putting it out there, like trying to find a way to pay his co-host and his staff, because I guess technically they're all getting paid for this from that revenue. You know, it's it's very unfortunate, but it was nice that at least, okay, they're, they're being transparent. They're kind of talking through it. And every single reply was talking about, well, this is Best Buy's problem because they keep selling microphones to everybody. I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> Uh-uh. Uh, hit the big red button. I beg your pardon. So we're not going to talk about the fact that Redacted spent legit close to 200 mil on um, Redacted. Yeah. In that crappy platform, which, uh, congratulations, I guess we don't have another home now. But imagine, Ashley. Yes. Okay. Hi. Hi. You are a podcaster. What's up? <laughs> Large companies, like, we like you. We like the cut of your jib. Don't worry about the fact we said cut your jib. Don't worry about it. This is just hypothetical. Yeah. Seems legit. We're going to dump over $100 million on your, like, front door. Okay. Who would not take that money? See, okay. That, not to not to derail completely, but, like. No, by all means, derail. <laughs> so, in the time that we've been gone, I kind of have officially, like, cut ties with the NHL because... It's another organization doing bad shit, and they don't need my money anymore. They don't need my money, and they don't need my eyeballs. That's fine. Not until they fix some things. But that was one of those things that people would always give NHL players a hard time for, was like Austin Matthews and Willie Nylander and all them guys on the Maple Leafs are taking all this money, and they should take hometown discounts so that the team can pay for everybody. Nah, bitch! If I'm Austin <laughs> Matthews, and I'm... <laughs> been genetically engineered to be a hockey player and i've trained my entire life to be a hockey player this is my time to get money if toronto wants to back up a truck full of i don't know the king coins with a goose on it uh i'll fucking take that shit sorry and you would too welcome to capitalism you need money to survive no one is gonna sit there and go a hundred million dollars uh no thank you Right, and that's the wild part. And I'm not even going to get into discourse about what is supposedly more involving podcasting or sports. Now, in the case of sports, you know, you're putting yourself under a lot of intense physical strain, especially in a high endurance sport like hockey or like soccer, things like that. Yeah. Definitely pay people what they're worth. Um, also, shout out to SAG and WGA. Um, yes. <laughs> but like, if it weren't for the person that they gave that money to, I would maybe worry about it less. But like you 
gave a truck ton of money to like the worst person. Yes. But the difference is though is that that was all to me felt like a desperation attempt to sort of just be like, all right, here's a bunch of money, don't leave us, and then we get to tout this. And at that point, it didn't matter. Any buzz is good buzz. And essentially, that well dried up. People eventually moved on. And not even maybe for the obvious reasons, but yeah. maybe people were just like kind of tuning out because it was just getting weird. Well, and like, I know who you're talking about. They know who you're talking about more than likely. The genre of like conservative white guy yells at cloud that got oversaturated. And when you've got that many people yelling about wild shit, it doesn't hit the same. Right. It's like how you're not supposed to yell fire in a crowded theater because if everybody's yelling fire, then no one believes there's a fire until the day there actually is one. Seeing as how I've been podcasting now for a legit 10 years, mm -hmm. a little over 10 years um, since July, the fact that so many people still have this ridiculous idea of what podcasting still is. And it could be whatever the hell you want. Like, there's all different kinds of ways to do this art form. Because it is an art form. Yeah. The reason why I brought up those replies in that one podcaster's post regarding the whole revenue thing is that nobody looked at the large companies being like, why did this person get this much money for doing wild shit? Instead, oh, it's the fact that everybody is doing it too much. Like, what? First off... I firmly believe everybody should try this at least once. And we, you and I have both seen a lot of shows come and go. Yeah. For whatever reason. And I'm not knocking any of them. I'm not even knocking us. But it's something that is hard to do. It's hard to keep up. Hell, we even took a break. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. We didn't take a break. Oh, we're still doing it. Like, we were here the whole time. You didn't listen to us. We were on that one <laughs> app that just never took off. This is episode 95. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. No, actually, matter of fact, it's 195. Like, we did a few more y'all even heard yet. Dang, my bad. I, I don't know how to count. <laughs> it's okay. It's, we did so many. After a while, they just melt together. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, no one just thought about the fucking, like, why are they dropping this much money? So, like, needless to say, we're doing this and we're relatively broke as shit. So, yeah. you best believe we're having fun doing it. Which is kind of why I wanted to come back, because you and I are friends, and we remain friends, even in that time that we weren't recording, but, like, I missed all of y'all. Yeah. And also, I didn't want to be the one to be like, yeah, uh, Jordan, shout out to Joe, by the way, uh, your podcast parents uh, divorced, and we're sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but think of the divorced dad playlist you'd get out of it. <laughs> I don't know if that sound is edit that out. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, um, hi. Your podcast dad and I split up. Here's here's some playlists. Here's a playlist. <laughs> just fucking. <laughs> just all like Creed. <laughs> <laughs> See, it'd be like half Creed and half like Roxy music. It's yep. just more than this on loop. <laughs> okay, puddle of mud. <laughs> Come on, so blurry. Exactly. <laughs> Can you take it all away? <laughs> she fucking hates me. Yeah, I feel this. Oh my god! <laughs> Remember puddle of mud? Uh, way more than I want to. Tbh. <laughs> 
I, completely derailing. And anybody who's listening, yeah, whatever. We don't have a script. Fuck all yeah. that. Also, like, hi, welcome to the show. This is what the show is and has always been. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the story arc of their three big singles. It's like you have this one, like, low-key BDSM anthem, which I'm not kink-shaming, by huh. the way. Uh, shout out to my kinksters. <laughs> It's definitely not, like, a top 40 song that you would normally hear. And then immediately after that was, like, what, Blurry was the next one, right? Yeah. And I can't hear that song without thinking of that Vin Diesel movie where his wife blew up. <laughs> that song will always and forever make me think of my mom, who used to sing uh-huh. it uh, about the dogs and how everything was so furry. Because the dogs are shit <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> my mom being wholesome as fuck, always. <laughs> I know it's been a very long time, and I know we talked about it, I think it was maybe the Montero episode, the text message movie reviews that she used to do. Oh my god, I got a text message movie review last week. <laughs> Let's go, we're um, back, we are so back. <laughs> it was definitely, it was not as fun as I wanted it to be. Uh, she texts me randomly and she's like, I'm gonna watch The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I've never seen this movie before. I'm like, okay. Oh, wait, time out. How? She, you lived with her. Like, she gave birth to you. You legit came out spooky. How? <laughs> I don't know, man. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Please continue. So I, I text back and I'm like, sick, tell me how it is. And I get a text message like maybe three minutes later and she's like, I don't like this singing. And I'm just like... <laughs> It's the the South Park meme, like, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> that just kind of popped into my head, and I'm like, okay. I didn't respond. And then <laughs> I asked her about it later, and she was just like, it was okay. Shrug emoji. I'm like, sometimes genetics fails us. So her complaint was too much singing. Too much singing. Okay. She's not a big musical person. Neither am I, so I get it. <laughs> But still. I remember growing up, we had a videotape that somebody taped off the Disney Channel one of those weekends where we had free Disney Channel. It was Mary Poppins and the Willy Wonka, the one Gene Wilder. Okay. Every time we'd watch that tape, my mom would make us fast forward through the song with Charlie's mom, the Cheer Up Charlie song. What? She hated that song. <laughs> She's like, that fucking song makes me want to die. Like, <laughs> cheer up, Charlie. She's like, it's too cheesy. Okay. Um, 100% hard agree. Yeah. Your mom is correct. Yes. So I'm not even going to sit there and cross mom. And also, she's a sweetheart. So I know, I know better than to sit there and cross mom. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Because, like, I could. That's one of those, again, one of those movies that my brother and I have seen a million and one times and could quote like frontwards and backwards except for that song i don't know the words to it because i haven't heard it that many times <laughs> oh man oh man that's like i had uh, over the weekend i had texted my dad i was like have you seen across the spider verse and he responds i don't know was there a lot of different spider-men <laughs> Spider-Man. and it's like yes it's like yes that's that was probably it he's like i thought i was on drugs and i was trying to watch it <laughs> I love, that's one of those things that, that will always make me laugh is when somebody says, instead of Spider-Man, it's Spider-Man, like he's a dentist yeah. in uptown New York or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
don't lose your retainer or Dr. Spiderman's going to be really upset. And the thing is, this is the man that put the very first Spider-Man comic in my hand. And I feel like that's becoming me slowly but surely. <laughs> I like to think that I'm pretty up as far as like what the kids are into. But every so often, they'll throw one across me where I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I, I feel old and like, please help me. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> At this point... I, I keep up with what I keep up with and what I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I don't know stuff. So it's fine. I Spice can just be the girl in the Duncan commercials. Like, I don't have to know. All well, the see, I actively know who Ice Spice is. Like, I listen to her songs. Like, okay, that one isn't as bad. But you're right. In life, sometimes you are Ice Spice and sometimes you are Ben Affleck. Exactly. <laughs> When we are kids, we relate to Spongebob. As we age, we relate to Squidward. That is why that show works. Like, it's fine. And sometimes you are Patrick. <laughs> like, Orb of Confusion Always. Patrick. <laughs> Two by four nailed to your forehead, Patrick. <laughs> oh, man. I love Spongebob. I do, too. Did I interrupt your tangent? Your social media tangent? I apologize if I did. Oh my god, no. I Honestly, all I was really saying, TLDR, we don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> Boy, is that the truth. <laughs> now that there's less pressure, because honestly, the money is leaving podcasting. Let's just keep it a whole buck. The money is leaving. And I, generally speaking, I do feel bad for anybody who was using this as a as means of income and a way to kind of support themselves or whatever. So I'm not even being like, ah, you know, your apes were stolen kind of thing. No, 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 no. That's not right. what I mean. But the difference is, though, is that in coming back, it was this thing of, like, I missed us. And obviously, our friendship was more important. It was because that's all we know is our friendship. Right. So we were still doing friendship, but not here. But I do miss this part of friendship. Now we're back for the love of the game. Right. <laughs> I, I do miss those $100 million we had prior to <laughs> <laughs> I was um, just staying broke for the optics. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stay humble out here. Something, something, and I took that personally. Uh, <laughs> I should rewatch those. That documentary is fun as hell. Oh, it's amazing. Like, you know me, I love a good music or sports documentary, and I'm uh -huh. not even like the biggest sports person, but you tell me that like NFL films or there's like a 30 for 30 watch or something, like oh my God. I am locked all the way in. I will sit there and watch those all day, every day. I legitimately bought a subscription to ESPN Plus because the like full backlog of the 30 for 30s was on there. Wait, the whole thing? Well, it's since changed. This was years ago. Ah, damn. Okay. Fair enough. I was watching fucking documentaries on, like, horse racing and all kinds of shit that I could not care about. I watched it about cricket. Horse racing is unhinged. Holy shit. <laughs> like, not to mention the stuff that I actually knew a little bit about, but, like, I have that millennial thing where I'm like, I can't 
sit down and watch a TV show, but I will watch a four-hour YouTube video essay about something I don't even care about. Uh, same, which is why I love that one NBC sports channel where it was curling and like river boating. It's all like yes. the random sports. Like I watch that all day, every day. I'm like, I don't know anything about cycling, but I will watch these people bike up this mountain while someone in like a golf cart yells at them on the side. I'm like, what is this? My grandfather's a big cycling guy, so I've kind of forgotten more about bike racing than most people have ever learned. (laughs) Curling's dope, though. And I'm not even saying this to be funny. I love curling so much. It's so fun. I kind of want to curl. Can we curl? Can we have like a TLAT curling league? Yes. A thousand percent. All right. So it'll be like you, me, Joe. I don't know. Maybe we can get chill wave in. Yeah. My, My brother will roll up. Oh, hell yeah. Wait, does your brother curl like real shit? I mean, he's athletic as hell, so... I feel like curling is kind of a fake sport, though, so... Wow. <laughs> no, okay. You're like it's curling it's one, of those, one of those sports like bowling where you don't have to be athletic to be good at bowling. You do, but not in, like, the football way. Like, I don't have to condition my whole body, but I feel like the last time I bowled, like, my skeleton exploded. Like, it's much harder than I remember it being. <laughs> I went bowling for a work thing, and... um one of my coworkers, like literally we had all got just got in there and put on our shoes and stuff and he was like the first guy to like pick out a ball and throw it and like get ready to throw it and immediately like ate shit <laughs> 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 fell flat on his face damn and like he was fine but it was just like fucking desk jockeys like a bunch of spreadsheet nerds trying to go bowling <laughs> Uh, it was the best. It didn't matter when we were kids because, like, whatever, we could jump off multiple flights of stairs, no problem. Now, if I step up the curb rock, I might die. <laughs> I poor spine. <laughs> like, if I sleep strange, my, like, neck hurts for, like, three days. I'm like... <laughs> no, real shit. Real shit. <laughs> I was asleep. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, I become more and more just my mom, where at least twice a week now, I find myself waking up on the couch, sitting straight up at like two in the morning, (laughs) fucking spines all pissed off. My neck is like, why are you tilting me completely fucking parallel backwards? What are you doing? I am not supposed to be bent in a 90 degree angle like this for four hours while you take a nap. What the hell? (laughs) Like your spine legit looks like a GTA stunt race. Oh my God. Legitimately, like my brother and I would have to wake my mama before we went to bed three or four nights a week. And that was when she was around my age. So like, I know for a fact this shit's only getting worse (laughs) Yeah, Eileen doesn't even bother to wake me up. Like, they just leave me there. Like, I'll just wake up, and I'm like, hours later, and I'm still on the couch. I'm like, really, bro? Really? Oh, God, just like that? <laughs> like, for real, for real? You're just going to leave me here to develop scoliosis? Like, thanks. No, she would try to wake me up, but I think after a while, it's just, I I think I was just instinctually not responding. <laughs> And after a while, she's like, I'm not going to wake you up because you won't learn anything if I do. (laughs) You can't help it. Sometimes you just fall asleep. Middle-aged narcolepsy is real. 
20 something narcolepsy is real. Um, and next time we talk to Atlas, ask Atlas, shout out to Atlas, by the way, ask him about when we used to play Final Fantasy XI and just wait for him to stop laughing and he might tell you the story. Because I was the dude who's like, let's fall asleep in the middle of a raid in an MMO. Like, I was that dude. And wake up dead. And legit, look at the chat log, and everybody's like, did he fall asleep? Um, I, I keep trying to, like, revive him. He's not responding. Should we just go? Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> eh, the good old days. Yeah, good times. Man, we're back. A dinosaur story. The only problem with being back is now I have to be held accountable for all those things I promised you that we were going to do ages ago that I keep trying to squirm away from. <laughs> yeah, the silver chair episode. Yep, and we do have a couple of redo episodes during the Panini that we have to redo, because um, those yeah. are fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case uh, people weren't aware, that's still a thing. Yeah, oh yeah, 100% by the way. Turns out, uh, motherfuckers can still catch COVID. <laughs> and they are in droves, so... um. Yeah, so... That's gonna boost your shit. Yeah, do that, please. Thanks. Well, my portion of the social media home is no longer around, so I haven't quite made a declaration as the new one yet. It still exists, but it's just... Just just don't. 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 I mean, unless it's to interact with us. If you feel absolutely compelled to deal with this Egon Musty hellscape... Shout out to Harold Ramis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, elongated musty. I don't know. Oh, that's worse. That's worse. That's worse. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll <laughs> workshop it. Instagram is still there at TLAT Podcast. Ashley mostly runs that. I occasionally hijack it. Yes. But mainly it's Ashley. My goal is to get back into the swing of doing that. Tuesday tunes. Tuesday tunes. Tuesday the pr- okay, tunes. the problem with Tuesday Tunes is that I have been listening to the Animorphs audiobooks. <laughs> so R.I.P. my Spotify wrapped is just going to be like chapter 14, book four, Animorphs. We do have an email. It is tlatpodcast at gmail.com. I think we're actually on TikTok, but I'm not active there. I think we mostly just post clips. Like, I'm not doing any, like, actual videos or dances or anything. What would it take (laughs) to get you to start doing TikTok dances? Uh, How much is a case of Blue Moon? (laughs) That's it? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yes. Should, wait, should I ask for more? Should I go back to the 100 million that we clearly had and we lost? <laughs> it would take more than a case of Blue Moon to get me to, to dance on TikTok, but... Oh, um, I these days I have no shame. <laughs> like, not being on the elongated musty app anymore, uh, I just feel like I'm going to be just more and more on main. Like, everything has led me to this moment. There's our website. We have a website. Oh, shit. We should, probably should have started with that. <laughs> AdrianHasIssues.com slash T-L-A-T podcast. I know websites aren't cool these days, but honestly, it's the most direct way to get in touch with us. On there, you can also sign up for episode updates via email. And I know that a lot of stuff isn't considered cool, but whatever, fuck it. Like, all of our dynamic has been us doing us. And yes, we know we are older. And turns out our listener base is not older. And it's very funny because we're like, hey, we're speaking to these people. And then all the kids love us. And I'm like, dang. (laughs) 
at the end of the day, okay, if my curated feed has anything to say about it, all anybody wants is like a chill parental vibe. And we can provide that. <laughs> I, I mean, chill is up for debate a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, on your end or my end? Because I don't know, like... I, I can't be chill. I'm sorry. I, I'm too me. <laughs> we we have the capacity for chill. We have the capacity for chill. Um, do we exercise it a lot? No. Not always. We're kind of like the parents that you can hang out at a house. You might be able to smoke and cuss, but, you know, no hard drugs or anything. Yeah. I know I've talked about doing more writing on the website. I generally miss writing in a more blog sense. Yeah. And I don't. My daily writing consists of professional emails where I have to use, like, fucking jargon synergy bullshit. My emails are a lot like the Liz Lemon pitching the Miami trip (laughs) to Jack. (laughs) Where she doesn't say anything. It's literally just, like, synergy jargon. (laughs) Very funny. I've kicked on a few ideas. I don't know. Like, I just want to have fun with this again. And now that... I feel like I'll have less people being all like, you need to monetize this and you need to like uh, scale in real time and uh, analytics and aggregators, uh, business. Like I could just legit have fun again. I could just talk to my closest friend and just enjoy just being in front of a mic again. And that time away was nice, but y'all went too long without getting weirdness from me. So this is really, it's on you. And that's why this podcast has been brought to you by Ray Conniff. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> Just text TLET to 500-500 for your free Audible book. <laughs> don't tell people that. They're going to do it. And then we're gonna yeah, don't. don't. That's not real. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't want to end up on some like internet like scam expose kind of thing. <laughs> Oh my god, um, one of my favorite podcasts is a podcast called Scam Goddess, uh, hosted by Lazy Mostly, who's a gem, and I would love nothing more than to be a segment on Scam Goddess, that's <laughs> my goal. Tell people to- my goal is to blow up doing scams. <laughs> <laughs> so text TLAT to 500-500 for your free Audible <laughs> Jeff Bezos is definitely going to pay for it. Do not worry about it. He's got you. I have nothing more to add. I know Ashley usually does this, but um, don't get scammed by a whale. <laughs> Turns out they're really into crypto. Fucking NFT. <laughs> don't don't right click their monkeys. They'll be mad. <laughs> Also, keep them out of the UV lights. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I'm out of pocket. <laughs> I need to see you later, folks. Bye. <laughs> I was walking with the Cross-promotional, deal mechanics, revenue streams, jargon, 
synergy. That's the best presentation I've ever seen. <laughs>